grand finale in Bachelor history. Hello and welcome to the morning batch men tell all edition. I'm Lily. I'm Skip. And this is gonna be a short little fun episode, kind of gathering our thoughts on the season so far, on on the boys and the tell-all, uh, what's to come, what's mm-hmm. to come in new seasons. It's gonna be quick. It's gonna be fun. But first, what should they do? Uh, make sure that you rate this podcast five stars if you love it, four yep. stars if you don't, and then um, yeah, follow us on Twitter and TikTok at the Morning Batch. B A C H. That is. Yeah, we run into a problem where Alexa doesn't recognize the word batch, the mm-hmm. way we spell it. So yeah. sometimes it's hard to play us. So mm-hmm. if you're working around it and you found the way, respect to you. I think you have to say like the morning B-A-C-H and spell it out and then she'll play it. We should have thought about that, honestly. Yeah. But anyways, nice. right. let's get jump right into this freaking episode. Men Tell All is always a little bit more. It's either you have a lot of bickering you have to watch or a lot of like scripted moments but i feel like there wasn't really that many like bits this episode do you know what i mean no, i was expecting more like caleb bits i was expecting a lot of bits like john paul jones giving everyone in the audience nuggets or cutting off someone's hair or like mm-hmm. there's always a moment where like that's obviously like a scripted little moment in this show and there really wasn't any of that which i kind of loved but we'll get into it the first thing that really was, was the backflip guy there he wasn't even there, was he? I don't think Warwick was there either. Warwick wasn't there. The backflip guy wasn't I was expecting him to come out and do a couple backflips yes. for us. And then maybe Caleb B to go out and body slam a dude or two. But none of that happened. True. So they introduce all the boys in the beginning. Yep. One of the things that happens in the first few minutes that I really loved was Jesse Palmer asking Spencer, like, why he asked Charity to kick him in the nards yeah. in the first episode. And he said... What do you want from someone other than a little bit of vulnerability in a tough situation? What does that mean in context to what he said? Because I'm, I feel like I'm struggling to getting, wrap my head around getting that. kicked in the nuts. That's some. That's you're being vulnerable. What does that even mean? I don't know. Regardless, they insta- and that was really the only Spencer of the that whole night. That was the only Spencer of the whole night. I'm actually really bummed. I feel like Spencer, Spencer deserved more moments. Spencer deserved a He's, lot more. He moments. deserved more moments in the show. He deserved more moments in the tell-all. He deserved more. I feel like so. Again, there was no, almost no Spencer other than that. There was really no Caleb B other than when he was announcing Peter. And then there was no, um, a bunch of like, like you said, none of those scripted moments. And I think a lot of guys didn't get much time. And I think that has to do with Gary. Because the whole like last 30, 40 minutes of the episode is completely devoted to the Golden Bachelor. To be fair, if we're going to, this episode was an hour and 25 minutes long. I'll say 45 minutes of it was Brayden. Yeah. Then there was a chunk in the middle of Xavier, and then the end was Gary. Everyone else just, like, basically are like us. They're like commenters right now. Yep. They were just kind of there hanging out. We Which I'm sure there was more, but they only had, you know, so much to show. Especially but, because last time they were, like, shooting is a 10-hour day. Yeah. Like, I can't. I can't imagine all the fun things they had to cut out there. Probably so much. Regardless. Show the full 10 hours on, like, ABC.com or something. I'd watch it. I genuinely would watch it, probably. <laughs> I mean, skip through, like, the breaks, of course. But regardless, they go into the season recap. We don't need to talk about that. That's the point of this show, Silly Gooses. If you want a season recap, just go watch all our episodes. Yeah. So. um, Really, other than the Spencer thing, we start where we should start, and that's with Brayden. With Brayden. So the season recap kind of ends with the clip of Sean saying, don't show up to the men, tell all, dude. You're not invited. You're not invited. Yeah. And then it cuts, and Jesse's like, well... 
let's get it let's get a jump in Sean what do you got to say to him now and Sean really honestly he bigged himself up in that in that clip and then he had his moment to say something and he kind of fumbled did he not well I mean it it's it's kind of weird because this was obviously filmed like months ago yeah so like in the moment he was very like yeah like had all this aggression, had all this anger towards Brayden, and like if he still held that aggression, it would be kind of awkward. Yeah, to be if, honest. if he was still that mad, it would be weird. So like, what do you expect him to do there? Obviously, he's not going to be like screaming at Brayden. Yeah, which I thought. So I don't know. It was just weird because like you would expect him to be the same, but at the same time, you wouldn't expect him to be the same because it was months Basically, ago. Basically, Sean said. Um... He really said nothing. He said he thought Brayden was never really ready for charity and kind of ended up using her being off and, like, stop being the Bachelorette as an excuse for him not being ready, just as kind of like an out. And mm-hmm. my favorite thing was Brayden goes, you know what I love about that, bro? I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> and then he said that um, Sean said he couldn't get to meet charity to meet Sean's family because he wasn't ready for that. So it's ironic that he's saying those things about him. It is kind of like... We'll talk more about Brayden. You know what? You know who we're sad isn't here this week, though? You know Aaron who fumbled B. the bag? Aaron B. So Aaron B. called him out quite a lot towards, like, the middle of the season. Like, he started being the main He was vocal. The, the main, yeah, he was the main protagonist against Brayden's antagonism. And as much as we loved Aaron B., like, when he got sent home before after hometowns and it was like we were so excited because like that means he's gonna be at the tell he's gonna he's gonna be the one to give Braden the points logically in like you know what i mean and then of course he had to come back and freaking ruin it it would have been perfect would have been sweet if he was because i feel like no one i feel like i'll be honest we have a lot more to talk about with Braden, but i feel like Braden won he yeah. won the night I, I feel like no one put up solid points against him and painted him in a bad light i feel like he honestly Won the night there. It's, okay, it's the same way. It's, I don't think Brayden is a bad guy. I think that every single thing that Brayden has done, it's the exact same way that I felt about him all season. I think every single thing that Brayden said or did or, like, what he was doing was completely reasonable. And I think that he was in the right with everything. But the way he went about it and his attitude and his cockiness is what made him the villain. Um, I agree with that. And again, I, like you said, I think tonight, like, I I don't know. I wouldn't say that anybody really won or lost. I think everybody got their point across, and I think it was like... But, I, but, but I'm saying, like, I don't feel like anyone really made a point to make, make Brayden look worse. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, no one did a good job at convincing us, like, he was the worst person ever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, no one had the points ready. He even asked for examples, and they were like, ugh. My favorite part is before we go to the first commercial break, Brayden is talking about how, or uh, I think it was Adrian who called him out and said, you said that Charity was classless, and you said that, and then he's like, where's the tape? Show me. And then he asked the audience, like, did I ever say that? And the audience was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, maybe I did say it. I don't know. Like, find the tape. And they're talking about, like, trying to find this tape. And then before we go to commercial, there's a, like, uh, note, like, text just on the screen that says, uh, we've spent hours going through the season looking for the tape. No tape of was found of Brayden saying that Charity was classless. Yeah. So, and I think that right there kind of, like, 
made Brayden feel like the winner. I yeah. would say. The fact well, of that, course, he didn't see that. Yeah, obviously, then. nobody in the moment. I'm saw sure that, when he like but... asked the audience, the audience was like, "Yeah," he's like, "Oh shoot!" He did say he was like, "Oh, well, maybe I did." Maybe I maybe did. Maybe I yeah. did. Yeah. Um, he was expecting more backup there. Um, one thing I'll note in this whole thing is Brayden when they were talking about the when Brayden got upset about the date where they all had to kiss Charity and had to watch. Adrian was like, "You know, it's the freaking show. It's what you sign up for." I've never seen the show, but like. I'm not gonna be mad that she's out here kissing all these dudes because I know what I signed up for. It's it's wild to me how many contestants, not just on this season, but like in general, how many contestants have never seen the show. But you know what? I was thinking about this yesterday when <laughs> like he said that, and everyone in the room was like, "Whoa, he's never seen the show." But then when people admit that they've watched the show, everyone's like, "They're a game player. They studied the show to know how to win it." Like, or or really... they're just there because they're a fan of the show. It's like, oh, I want to be on my favorite show. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, and I, no one's painting the, him not seeing it in a bad light. So I feel like I don't. I feel like whenever everyone was shocked when he said that, but I was like, if people admit that they've watched the show, they get painted out to be like this horrible person is like taking notes and just trying to win the game. Yeah. So I feel like you can't even admit if you have seen it, which I don't. I don't. Do you feel like it inherently makes you in it for the game if you watch the show and you're a fan of the show? I don't know. I think. Like, is it a red flag if you go on the show as a contestant and you tell the lead, hey, I have watched a few seasons of the show? Now, what happens if you go on the show and you're like, hey, I am a huge fan of the show. I have a podcast about it. I have a Morning Batch it. podcast. I have a podcast about it called The Morning Batch. I'm like <laughs> a diehard fan. I tweet about it every week. Like, If you went on the show, would you tell them that you had a podcast of the show or would you just kind of let it slide? I mean, if I went on the show, I feel like I'd, I'd have to let it slide because then like – it would seem like I'm just there because I'm a fan of the show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, and I guess you're right. I don't know. But at the same time, like, if you, I mean, maybe this is a terrible example, but if I'm a huge fan of Family Feud, oh my gosh, I want to be on Family Feud. It's such a weird scenario because also later in the show when the former Bachelorettes come out, like, Charity's fangirling. She's like, I'm so excited. I I love them. Their seasons were great. So, like, what is the point of, like, it's weird that you've watched it or it's weird that you don't watch it? Like, what if they walked out there and she had no clue who they were? It's like, wow, you don't even watch the show but you're The Bachelorette? I think probably 90% of all the contestants have seen the show. Yeah, I feel like if you're going on a show, you gotta watch it. You have to have watched it. You have to know a little bit about it. Even if you didn't watch it before, but as soon as you found out that you were going on it, you gotta at least watch one season. Yep, yep. Know what to expect on this thing. I don't know. It is a weird situation, regardless. Um... Do you think, like, they would, if if I, like, apply for the show, do you think they'd be like, oh, you watch the show, you're a fan of the show, can't have you on? I don't know. I literally don't know how that would work. I remember one season. Because then they just think I'm there to try and get famous off the show, even if I was, you know, just looking for love. Yeah. I remember one season, I don't know who it was, I think it might have been Katie's, there was a contestant who had, like, a book. He, like, admitted to studying previous seasons and had, like, a how to win the Bachelor guidebook that his friend wrote for him. So he had, they, someone found notes in his suitcase, like, act interested when she's talking to you. Like, it was, that's literally what it was. It had to be planted. There's no way someone actually did that, but that was, like, a storyline in the show. And I think since then, it's been, like, especially, like, taboo to mention that you watch the show. It's just weird. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know where I stand on it. Regardless, um... We get back from the commercial after that, and we're kind of talking to Tanner now about Brayden's experience. And Tanner said he was jealous of Brayden's experience. He would have killed to have it. And Brayden mentioned that 
how do you build a connection when everyone was whispering her bad things in your ears about you? Which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine that it could have continued long. Even if you were doing nothing wrong, but people just perceived you in a bad way and were telling her, I don't feel like there's a, there's a way that you can get past that. You know what I mean? Regardless. Um, another thing that was funny that Brayden mentioned was none. Of, he didn't know how much the guys didn't like him in the show. I'm sure he had an inkling, but he said, like, none of the guys ever came up to me and said, hey, you you are wrong. They all went to charity or to the confessionals and blah, 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 which I wouldn't have expected. I honestly would have thought everyone was up front with him about it. Maybe he's just bad at reading signs, regardless. Um, Sean, when Brayden left, said it was the best day of his life. And then Brayden said, it's because you finally had a shot. Oh! Iconic. Brayden. Um, actually, let's talk about Sean for a second. Yep. Sean's Barbie date. He won. Yep. Got the extra time with her. A lot of hate, obviously, for Sean on that. A lot of hate for Sean. And then he comes back singing. Do you think it was... He said, he said I, the mood was high when I left the boys, so I thought coming back and singing, everyone would be like, yo, come on. But they weren't. They were mad at him for it. Yeah, I, it, again, it's like... Do you think he was doing that on purpose, or do you think he actually thought everyone was still hyped from the date? I I, I don't know. Well, it's tough, because, like, he... Th- like you said, the mood was great. Like, they were having a lot of fun. They were all singing and dancing, and everybody was having a great time. It was time. a fun date. But then when you split off... Yeah. And now they're down in the dumps. You're still having fun. You come back. I can see... Like, I don't think he was necessarily... I definitely don't think he was doing it to be, like... A jerk. Rub it in. I think he. I think he genuinely thought like. I mean, he should have realized, but I think he genuinely thought like, "Hey, we were all just having fun. I'm still having fun. Why aren't we having fun anymore?" And then he pulls her first. That yeah. That that's a bit much. That's a bit much. I have weird feelings about Sean, especially after this episode ends. We'll talk about him a little more, but I don't know. I feel like everything. Now that I'm looking back, I feel a lot of red flags about this guy. Yeah. Regardless. Um. The next thing we'll kind of get into is a man I did not expect to have drama tonight. Oh, here we go. This is my favorite part of the show, actually. Let's talk about it. So, old Peter. Peter. Which, and you're probably sitting there like, who is Peter? Oh, the pilot? Peter pi- yeah, it is actually Peter. Pilot, I know. I know it is. <laughs> no, but, um, so Peter, in case you don't remember, went home night one. And um, there's a lot of guys that go home night one and are on the show and or come back to the Mentella and it's like, why are you here? There's no reason for you to be here. Oh, there was a reason for him to be here. Yeah. So... Peter. He probably is the guy who got sent home that one with the most freaking screen time. Yeah. Had to tell all. Ever. Ever. Yeah. If you took all of the guys that got home set or got sent home night one. Yeah. And every single men tell all ever and added it up probably wouldn't equal Peter's tonight. All right. Keep explaining. So Peter, um, night one gets sent home and as soon as he walks in, apparently he sits down and starts talking to the guys like, so who do you think's here for the wrong reason? Yeah. John said he like puffed his chest out, opened it up so the camera was on him. Looking directly at the camera. It like, kind of started weird because Peter started talking and Jesse was like, Peter, you guys at home night one and the drama didn't happen for you until after. And then Caleb goes, yo, he's like, who even are you? Who is this no, he was guy? Like, so yeah, okay. When, when it first, when the whole drama first kind of comes up, like you said, like Peter starts talking and then Caleb was like, wait a minute, are you... You're that guy. Guys, let's give it up for that guy. And like starts clapping. So and like, it just. Everyone, everyone was like kind of confused. Like, it felt what is awkward. This about? But there was a reason for it. So 
obviously, like you said, like he was there kind of like always trying to be in the camera, kind of puffing up, like making himself look bigger, like making himself center of attention for the cameras. And apparently he also mentioned about making t-shirts and... Well, this whole thing started because a few of the boys from the season... Well, this this happens, but like it's after all of this that they did this. Because yeah, he, but... yeah, he, he's kind of making like, he, he mentions making t-shirts from the show. Uh, they do like a cast Zoom call afterwards to try and like get everybody like up to speed on what's going to happen with uh, the season and like Mentello and all that. And he was the first person, as soon as they asked like about any questions, instantly he's like, uh, what's up with like endorsement deals? Like, how does that work? So obviously... In case you couldn't tell, it seems like he was there for the wrong reasons. Rubbed a lot of people the wrong way night one. So every single um, guy, maybe not every guy, but like a lot of the guys, when they posted their headshots on Instagram, captioned it on the very bottom, FP, which stands for F Peter. I, I'm kind of confused like about the whole scenario. Um, so... It goes on, Sean and Xavier were the two that they showed on the screen as posting that. I I don't have everyone else who did it, but regardless, um, they went and they were like, Brayden was the one who told um, Peter exactly what FP meant and like that everyone was saying these things. And Xavier was like, I thought it was an inside joke. I was wrong for doing that. Um, No one would have known what it meant if this guy right here didn't stir the pot. Which, what's your thoughts on that? Like... Um, yeah, he kind of just called like out Brayden. Because it was Brayden who yeah. told them, right? I feel like it's weird for Xavier to be like, yo, we were making fun of this guy, and it wouldn't have mattered if this dude right here didn't tell him that we were making fun of him. You know what I mean? Like, it's a kind mm-hmm. of a weird... It's a, it's a weird thing to say. Like, dude, you had to go tell the dude we were yeah. totally making fun of him? Like, you're the bad guy for that. Xavier is really really acting strange and then he goes on to say xavier does he goes on to say like these guys here know my character and they know i'm a good guy i shouldn't have done that like why is he trying to build all this redemption you know what i mean something about xavier is really upsetting me yeah regardless um peter was goofy though he said like my family my parents my church group they all saw that like that's the worst part it was like dude no one knows what fp means he didn't even know what it meant like brayden had to tell you what it meant so i do kind of see like they were like you got on here and you made this like a pity party platform to like get all this exposure right now like you're still doing it but here's like there's gotta be more does there not like there's no way they're all like this mad like they were calling him the b word they were calling him the f word they were like Totally, like, everybody there hated this guy. There's got to be more than him wanting attention on night one. Yeah, Do you think? You would, I mean, there is got, there's got to be something deeper there. Well, Maybe they've started bickering in, like, the DMs or whatever, but, like, I can't imagine th- that that is the extent that makes them all so mad at this guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, it still seemed like they were upset about it. Yeah. Like, I, why would you be so upset about a guy trying to get more camera time? Well, a few months later. I'll tell you what, like, I, I don't know. Obviously, we don't know the whole drama. We don't know everything that happened. Uh, I'm scrolling through Instagram right they now. They probably would have all deleted it. It looks like, oh, here's Sean. That's the one I was looking for. It looks like everybody deleted the FP from their post. Of course. Why would you keep it? Oh, yeah. And then someone commented on Sean's, where's the FP? Um, Yeah, so it looks like everyone deleted that. But still... Also, another note that I want to say, because I just, 
I don't know why, but I just started following him. Caleb, his wrestling name is Kale Dixon. What? So his his uh, Instagram name is Kale Dixon WWE, and then his name like he's in WWE. Yeah, well, he's in like the developmental. Oh, but his name is. Um, Talk K- about going on the show for exposure. Caleb Balgard, Kale Dixon. So he's got four names on there. I don't trust anyone who goes on this show who's like a singer songwriter, aspiring actor, aspiring WWE. I don't trust a single one. Like if you're not like a nurse or like a scientist or something that like doesn't need exposure to succeed, I don't trust. I trust you, but like I'm not trusting that. I think Caleb was there for the wrong reasons, a thousand percent. And I'm hey. standing by that. It was entertainment, though. Um, so, yeah. So, you agree with Peter, me. I don't know what the deal with... There's got to be. There's got to be more. 100%. But I can understand, like, if you rub people... There, clearly, I, I, I wish I knew more, like, what all happened. Because the, the fact that every guy would put FP in their comments... Yeah. It, or in their uh, post, like, something had to have happened. Maybe it was just, like it, like they said, an they inside joke. They also said that when he tried to talk to people, talk to people night one, like... They, he was just like, F these guys, literally. Like, he didn't want anything to do with the other guys there. Yeah. He was there for himself. He wasn't, he was, it was all a joke to him. That was pretty much the premise of what they were saying. But I don't think one night, a few hours with this guy acting this way is going to make you act this way. Everybody acts this way. I think the biggest way. thing, the biggest thing I took away was maybe if he was like a jerk night one, but then also the first thing he mentions is like, uh, what's what's up with endorsement deals? Yeah. Like that, I could see like, oh, so obviously you were here for the wrong but reasons. But they were like, Aaron S in particular were like mad about it. They were like, mad. there's no reason you should be mad. You know yeah. what I mean? There's gotta I, be some especially stuff. considering a guy, like maybe if this guy was like in the final three, yeah, and he's talking about endorsement deals and making T-shirts and branding it. Which, by the way, Jesse Palmer S. He did not make T-shirts, yeah. but I would buy a T-shirt if he did. Just at this point, for the joke of for it, for the joke, Peter, I would buy if you're it. listening. Let's DM him, get him on the show. Make a t-shirt. I would wear it. I'd wear it for sure, just for fun. Yeah. Um, Wanna be Pilot Pete or something. Yeah. You know, we got it. Regardless, best quote of the night comes from this. Before commercials, Jesse Palmer goes, I told you I want a tea, and alas, my cup runneth over. What does that mean? Jesse Palmer was zinging it out tonight. I don't know what was wrong with him. Oh, Jesse Palmer. Alas, my cup runneth over. Alas, my cup runneth over. What does that mean? That's going to be the name of this episode. Uh, check make sure yeah um commercial we come back it's brayden hot seat time okay we pretty much got the premise of brayden um basically all he says was the idea of getting married at the end of this with all the drama that was happening was too much and he had to leave when he realized that it was no longer something he could do so he wasn't wasting charity's time which okay you wasted a lot of time for half yeah. the show, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he also said he didn't want to make it about him when he came back in Washington. He just wanted to apologize to Charity for hurting her because it wasn't his intention to make it think it was her fault. Yep. He knows it was him. Which, base level, all of these things they're saying are good. Like, he figured out that's not what he could do. He couldn't give her what she wanted, so he left. He came back to apologize and let her know that it was not her, it was him. But when you're looking at it, like, she has 20 other dudes there and you're wasting their time, it becomes different. Like, he's looking at it at a way like it's just them, which I guess is a, the way you should look at it, but something about it, at the base he was saying the right things and everything he was saying was right, but again, it's the way he goes about things that just does not work. It doesn't vibe, okay? And then Michael, and I want your I want your opinion on this, yeah. Michael said along the lines of like, if you knew the conversation with Charity wasn't going to change anything and your connection was over, why would it matter to come back 
and waste people's time. Yeah, I mean, this is the time to apologize, right? The Mentello. Yeah. This, like, you're going to come back for the Mentello. Charity is going to be there. Like, this is when you can apologize and say, hey, I was wrong. Yeah. I just don't get, like... I don't know. I feel like he knew what he was doing. And even yeah. if he didn't, he should have known what he was if doing. If he was coming back on his own accord, like it wasn't a producer uh, invoked thing, he could come back after. Like, could he not? There's been times where people go to the Leeds hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he was truthfully the one choosing when to come back, to come back, him choosing to do it during a date yeah. is pretty telling that, that it wasn't about him and Charity. It was about... His moment. He could have done it at another time, at he, a different time. There's been plenty of times where people are knocking on the Leeds Hotel door and she's like, what? What are you doing here? You know what I mean? Yep. So if he really did choose when and how, it's pretty telling. Yep. Regardless, he claimed, Braden claimed he was about ready to beat them up. Yep. I would have loved to see I w- it. It would have been so cool. He would have got destroyed. I mean, it was like one on One on 18. 20, literally. Yeah. He would have gotten absolutely mollywhopped. It would have been fun, though. But as we wrap up Brayden, we start to unwrap Brayden too. Oh. Because he's going on Paradise, they he announced. He is going on Paradise. And they gave a little preview. Of him. Mute, mute for t- 10 seconds if you don't want spoilers. But Okay, 10 seconds. Ready? And he makes out with Kate and then... Cat, cat, cat. 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 Sorry, sorry. He makes out with Kate and then he... Who is also kind of a villain in Yeah, the last a couple season. villains loving each other. And then they cut back to his face and he is... Not looking happy. So. It'll be interesting to see if they're still if they work out because his face did not look. I feel like he's gonna be a player down on the beach. Oh, he's like, definitely he's gonna, gonna be, be a, a player. dog. Yeah, he just collects all the like villains of seasons, like <laughs> Infinity like Stones. Yeah, that's like I want every single villain. Oh, um, Brayden. Regardless, what cat even do? I don't know. I don't remember either. I just know there was something weird about her at the end. Regardless, Xavier hot seat time. Let's talk about it. Xavier, who got sent home last week for saying he wasn't confident that he could commit to a lady for the rest of his life, is in the hot seat. Um, one thing that w- we should really note here is he says his biggest fear in life is love not being reciprocated. So he told her he loved her right when he was being sent home. And it was kind of like because the week before in hometowns, he said he was falling in love with her and she didn't say anything back. So his reasoning was he got terrified um he Hmm. kind of expected her to say it back so then he was like in his head and that was his reasoning for going about things the way he did and he was on edge and what whatnot um but i don't know that's like a bad excuse bad excuse to be honest i feel like i mean i don't know i feel like this whole xavier thing was just a whole bunch of nothing like it seems like he said nothing nothing he talked for like 10 minutes but i don't feel like he said a thing uh, Regardless, Charity comes out. Yeah, so Charity comes out. My biggest takeaway from the whole thing is he's like, oh, I denounced cheating. Like, yeah. Obviously, you shouldn't cheat. When literally, like, the last thing that we heard from him on the show was, I just got to make sure that you're good enough for me to not cheat. Or yeah. That you're good enough that I won't cheat on you. Yeah. Um, Charity was like, yeah, you shouldn't have said, I don't want to cheat on you. Like, say, I won't cheat on you. Yeah. That's, that was pretty much her takeaway. It's crazy. Like, going back... Obviously, like, he's had more time to think about it, but, like, man, it's crazy how every single thing that he said was the wrong thing to say when he was, like, got sent home. Yeah, it, it was a crazy few minutes of that show on Charity's dinner date and Xavier's 
because I genuinely feel like there's no way he didn't do that on purpose or he just got so nervous he started spewing stuff without thinking because, yeah. like, that was absurd to listen to. Yeah. Regardless, um, Charity says that she wouldn't have brought him that far if he had that conversation with him earlier, which is interesting to think Sean or Tanner could have been at Hometowns. Yeah. Which, oh, that's a scary thought. I don't feel like either of them are hometown material, to be quite honest with it's, you. It's, like, and that's one of those things. It's, like, obviously that's a conversation that you need to have. Yeah. But, like, it's one that's, it, it's a tough situation. Because then you think about it from Xavier's point of view. Like, well, I wanted to go this far. I wanted to try and win. So, like, if I brought this up <laughs> night one, you would have just sent me home night one. At least now I had more of a chance to build that. Like, when do you bring this up? And obviously not like the, um, I'm not actually ready. Maybe I will cheat on you. Yeah. But like telling her that you were unfaithful in the past. I feel like she would have gotten past that though. Yeah. But would she have gotten past that night one or would. No, but. Yeah. So if night one, he comes in and he's like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like my last girlfriend, I cheated on her, but I've, I've learned my lesson. I've grown from it. And I will, I promise I will never cheat on you. Like I, I know the type of person I am and I won't do that anymore. If he said that in that moment, would he have stayed? I think so. Now, if he said that in night one, do you no, think he would have stayed? No, no, of course not. So at when's the right time to bring that because up? Because she knows his character. Mm-hmm. But it's, it doesn't even matter bringing it up. It's what he says after. Like, You're right. I got to see more. Yeah, that was the big... It, I got to see more. Dude, or like, I don't know if I could be faithful it, he for the rest stayed. of my life. Like, he said, it's gonna, is it going to be hard? Heck yeah. Oh yeah, it's going to be real hard. Like, it wasn't the fact that he told her about the cheating. It was the fact. It was what he said afterwards about. Yeah, you're right. Not building the confidence. Like he, kept, she kept asking, like, "Is this something you can do?" He's like, "I don't know. I don't know." Now, night one, let's say he walked in and said, "Hey, by the way, Charity, um, I actually cheated on my." That was ex. his limo entrance. Like, I know you got cheated on. I've cheated on someone. I cheated on my <laughs> ex, and I'm also not sure if I'm willing to commit to you or if I would also <laughs> cheat on you. <laughs> No, it's um, it's sad, but yeah. whatever. It was a wasted spot, I suppose. But best moment of the night, he brings out a knitted rose. <laughs> a knitted rose. You're right. I totally forgot about that. It was my favorite. Girl, what is she gonna do with that? I I genuinely wonder. One second, I gotta find this tweet, and I want to give the person credit because it was my favorite thing that I read the whole night. Go ahead. Um, knitted rose. Okay, this is from at it's live Lou. On Twitter. Shout out. Shout out. She said, Xavier's Rose is giving spaghetti necklace you make for your mom in third grade and she has to pretend she loves it. <laughs> that is true. Like, what is she going to do with that rose, to be honest? Do you think she has it still? Absolutely not. It went, it is in the dumpster behind the ABC building. I, that's what I feel like. Okay, going back to like. What, what does she do? Does she keep that and put it up on a shelf with her and Dotton living together? Like, this is the rose that Xavier gave me from Dotton? You men- think it's Dotton? Yeah. Okay, but that this is what I'm saying. Like, the knitted rose, I feel like he's trying so freaking hard to be likable again because he knows he messed up. Just like with the whole Brayden or uh, Peter situation, he's like, he was the guy who was like, you know what, I'm sorry. These guys know my character. It's not me. I'm a better man than that. Like, what is he trying so hard for? It's it's like giving me a, it's, it's, it's weird. It I, is weird. I'm, Do you I'm think he's going to be on Paradise? I feel like he's trying to redeem himself so he can be something in the future. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Something. Maybe not Bachelor, but he probably wants to be Bachelor, though. He's doing his... Speaking of, Charity comes out and is chatting all the boys, and um, she... One, Sean is inv- inv- like, can I come up to the hot seat? 
And then he just comes up without anyone saying yes. And then he basically says a whole lot of nothing. He just says, like, I'm just thankful for this experience. It was great. Something he could have very easily said from his own chair. Which is... It's it, it's weird. It's in the, it's on the same line of Xavier. Like he just wants the attention of that dude. There's no way he needed to walk up to the hot seat and just say he was thankful for it. Absolutely. I mean, that is something that you say from your chair, especially consider if he had more to say or something yes. more like like oh big or revelation like to give her here. Something. Yes. It, literally, all he said was thank you so much for taking your time and doing this and for being such a wonderful person. Or if he even like grabbed her hand and like looked at her while he said it. He didn't do anything special. That would special. have been weirder, I think. I don't know. Not if he was like, dude, thank you so much for this experience. I hope you're happy. I hope you, everything worked he, out for you. Like, he just sat on the hot I, I, It's clearly an attention thing. Like, this guy, and it goes back to everything he was saying earlier. Like, he's... What a dork. He's He rubs me the wrong way, I think. But regardless, another thing, mm-hmm. Mr. John B., Dude, next Bachelor? It's it's giving heavy Bachelor lead up. You know what I mean? Like, he asked Charity's, like, what what did I do wrong? Or, like, what happened exactly? And she's like, that's hard because you're awesome. He's awesome, isn't he? He's awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, hyping him up, everyone hyping him up. It was, a, it was a moment where I was like, I could see this guy being the Bachelor. It sucks, though. Because, like, why can't... Okay, we had two Bachelorettes, yeah. and obviously it wasn't perfect, but why can't we have John B. and Rodney be two bachelors? <laughs> Wait, they're not even friends, though. I know, but still, wouldn't it be so fun? Gosh, I just, I, there are so many people I want for The Bachelor that if they pick someone that I don't care about, I'm actually going to be upset. They just pick, like, Adrian? I feel like their picks have been so mid lately that it's, like, not giving me a lot of hope. But the fact that there's, like, at least five different people that I would be thrilled and ecstatic that are, like, clearly everybody else would want to... The fact that they wouldn't pick him would actually drive me up the wall. Okay, I, th- I think they bring Clayton. They're back. gonna no, they're gonna. End, oh my god, gay bachelor. <laughs> they're gonna end up. Wait, it's Clayton. No, back? Colton. Whoa, Colton. <laughs> that would be crazy. They're, they're gonna end up picking someone like freaking Tanner. It was like, yeah, they were fine in the season, but like, who cares about them? Yeah, it's gonna happen, and I'm gonna be really upset. It has to be John B or Rodney. John B. or Rodney or Joey if he doesn't win. Or Joey if he doesn't win. Or Dotton if he doesn't win. Or Dotton if he doesn't win. I Any of those, thrilled. Yeah. Would be the best season of all time. But I, I just know. They're picking a Tanner. And they didn't announce Bachelor tonight. That's probably more because you would think like, oh, maybe that means it's one of the three that are still on the beach. Or not on the beach. No, maybe that's one of the three that are still in which Fiji. Which could be true. Which could be true. But also, it's most likely because we still have Paradise and... Um, the Golden Bachelor season coming up. So, so if they say um, at the start of the finale, hey, we're announcing the next Bachelor tonight, are mm-hmm. we going to be under the assumption that it is Joey? Joey or Aaron yeah. B. or someone? It's Joey, Aaron B. or Dotton. If but if they wait for Paradise, we're just assuming they were just waiting yep. till it was about to happen. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's my assumption. Well, if they say it, I'm going to scream. I, I'm rooting for Joey or Dotton. Regardless. Regardless. Where were we at here? So, um, well, speaking, we just talked about the Golden Bachelor. Isn't that what's next? It is, yeah. They, so, do, they do a lot of uh, bloopers, which were mid, by the way. Mid bloopers. The most Dude, middest bloopers of all time. Last season, I said it before, last season was the best bloopers I've ever seen. It was great. This, this, one, was just, this one was just a bunch of like them hitting their head or people screaming in confessionals. Like, both of those. A lot of people breaking things. Yeah, it was it was mid. Nothing None crazy. of them made me laugh. Not, I didn't laugh once. They also had 
Charity came out with, I, I know you've already touched on it a little bit, but three of the former, <coughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> You're okay. Three former bachelorettes came out and they kind of talked and I'm not going to lie, I kind of just zoned out. And, <laughs> yeah. Just totally didn't listen. There was a lot of talking, but I didn't really care. It was mostly just hyping Charity up. Like you got mm-hmm. this girl. It's the 20th anniversary yeah, obviously of you got to bring back some former bachelorettes. Um, now let's get to the golden bachelor. Wait, my favorite part though. One thing I will talk about that is only one of them are still like in a relationship. So, of, like, the three bachelorettes. So, Charity looks at that one and was like, so what's the key to a long relationship? And imagine being the other two that are like, oh, yeah, I don't I don't have the answer to that. Oh, my God. That was that was weird, but it's all right. Okay, so, Golden Bachelor, Gary. Gary. And Gary, Gary who was married to his high school sweetheart, Tony, for 46 years. And she... Two kids, two grandkids. She died six years ago. Oh, my gosh. Sad. It was a really sad... Really sad. Um, yeah. But he's ready to love again, okay? And we're mm-hmm. going to watch it. Um, a few things that I brought away is, one, his fantasy suits will look different than what they look like now, in whatever way that means. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not excited about it, to be quite honest. Also, Grand Zaddy. Grand Zaddy. Grand Zaddy is coming. Yep. So another thing that kind of happened was um, he's not looking. Jesse asked him, can you find a love like that? twice in a lifetime, asking about him and Tony. And he said, I don't think that's what I'm looking for. The love I was looking for at 17 is different than what I'm looking for at 70. Which, like, props to him. I feel like I feel like it's like, he's not looking for a replacement. He's not looking for another Tony. He's looking for someone to spend the rest of his days with. Yeah, just, and I, I mean, love that. does want to be alone. I mean, he's, the guy looks like he's 40. He's fit. He's going to last a while in life, okay? <laughs> he's ex- I don't want, that's weird. Okay, yeah, but he's going to, he looks like he can live for a long time. Yeah. So he doesn't want to spend the next... He's healthy. That's the word we're looking for. He doesn't want to spend the next 30 years, you know, alone. Yeah. I get that. Um, Another thing Gary says is he aspires to be like Charity's men. He's got to aim a little higher, to be honest. Like, there's really, there's really no one you want to aim like right now. Yeah. Um, Really, I mean, he just seems like a great guy. My favorite thing was when he asked the guys, like, is there any advice you can give me? And then Brayden gives him some advice. And yeah, Brayden speaks of Brayden immediately gives him some advice. And then immediately after, uh, I think it was Tanner, maybe? I so, think it was Aaron S. Aaron, Aaron, it was Aaron S. Aaron S. says, he's like... Who had a lot to say tonight? He's like, oh, there's no advice that we can give you. Yeah. yeah like, no, it would be foolish yeah. for any of us to give you advice. True, he's married for 43 years. He, yeah. he knows. Yeah. Um, and advice he gave other people is, say I love you every day because the day comes too soon when you can't anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like this season, The Golden Bachelor is going to be a sad one, you know? Like, it's going to be a very bittersweet show. I feel like, regardless, um, tell-all was fun. It was pretty run-of-the-mill tell-all here. Yes. A few questions to wrap this episode up. Mm -hmm. One, who do you think is winning the season? I I already said it earlier. I think Dotton's winning. I agree. I wish it was Joey. I have Joey written down on my board. Dude, but Aaron B comes back and she said, like, I'm in love with three men right now. Like, in the in the previews. How does Aaron B not win? How do you invite Aaron B back and then send him home again? I don't know. Like, that's a, that's going to be a weird situation. I don't know. But I still think Don's winning. I agree with you on that one. Sadly. But please, Joey, be the bachelor if they ask you. Dude, please. what if we had three bachelors? Triple batch. Triple batch. Um, second question. It's kind of a follow-up. Who do you th- who if you had to put money right now on who the next bachelor is gonna be, who would it be? 
Not who you want. If you had to put money on who you think it will be. I genuinely think that it will be... I, I think it's going to be Rodney. I, I, I just, you think it's going to be Rodney? I feel like that ship sailed. I've put that in my head for so long now that, like, oh, he's going to be like, the next Bachelor. I feel like it's just a me and you thing that's typing that up. Maybe. Like, I don't feel like he's on the minds right now. I feel like his season was a year ago. You're right. It's, I mean, it just, his season was two and a half years ago. His Bachelor was a year ago. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. Maybe. I, don't know. I mean, it's definitely a possibility, but I would not say he's the front runner to many people besides Probably us. Joey. Really? Probably Joey. I feel like I would love Joey, but they always disappoint me. Mm-hmm. I'm going with John. I'm going John B. And that's disappointing? No, it's not disappointing, but it's disappointing in relation to Joey. Mm-hmm. Because I would love it for, to be Joey, but they've never really done anything that I really want them to do ever. I guess um, making Gabby the Bachelorette was pretty sick, but yeah. they had to add Rachel. So there's always something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... Next up, what season are you most excited for? Bachelor in Paradise, The Golden Bachelor, or The Inevitable Bachelor season? I'm kind of excited for Paradise now that I know Brayden's really? going to be there, and hopefully Caleb B's there. I and... do love a Paradise moment. Yeah. It is fun. There's just like, you can't really be bored because like if you don't like a certain character, like the lead, who cares? There's like 20 other people there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. I feel like Paradise, they haven't really announced a date, have they? I don't know. Is it going to be the same time as... Uh... I've heard the rumors that they are. One's on like a different day of the week than gotcha. each other. But I don't know. They haven't announced a date, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Regardless, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, No, not really. That's it? I think that's all I've got. I mean, kind of a mid-mentello, but again... At least it wasn't like filled with stupid skits yeah, that are right. like obviously... It did feel like we were an hour in the show, and then, including commercials, um, and everything we need to address was over, you yeah. know? Like, mm-hmm. there was, like, the from 9 to 10, it was just a lot of, like, Talking. bloopers, um, previews, Golden Bachelor. It was very much a lot of that for the last half, so. We did get to see more of the Barbie date, which was cool. It was cool, and we showed a little bit of the dodgeball one. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, I feel like it was a pretty... Pretty solid week. I'm excited for next week. I feel like talking about the previews, it doesn't seem like a lot of drama and more a lot of like, she really just does not know what to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in most seasons, I feel like there's always someone who's like, I don't want to get married actually. I feel like all of these dudes right here with her, there's going to be no drama. They're all going to want to be there until the end. Yep. So it's going to be less of like, I can't believe you do this to me. It's more of like, oh my God, who am I picking? These are all great dudes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'm a little bit sad because I feel like no matter what happens next week, it's going to be really sad. Is it not? Yeah. Can you imagine, like, oh, if I have to watch Joey go home next week and cry about it, I'll leave. I'll leave the world. It's going to be a tough episode. It's going to be a, such a tough episode. I can't deal with it. The only way the only way I won't be sad is if they say, hey, Joey, don't worry. You're a bachelor next time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only remedy, Bachelor Nation, if you're listening. Yeah. Regardless. Come on, Jesse Palmer. Please. Jesse and Joey. They could be friends. They'd be best friends. Thanks for listening. It was a fun little mentel all. I'm excited for next week. Any final thoughts? Let's hear it. Let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Woo! The Morning Batch. Peace, love. And we will see you next week for the finale. Woo!